Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's your favorite dip? 651-641-1071. What's your favorite dip? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello there, dip lovers. What is your favorite dip? Why are we asking, Brad? Well, it's Friday. We love to talk food before our next segment, which is Cheat Day Friday. And uh, turns out we're going to be dipping some stuff. So mm-hmm. I thought, let's have a little dip chat. Mostly, dip chat. When most... I dip you, dip we dip. When yes. I dip you, dip. Feel free to get that up yeah. and going because I could I could ride a little bit of that into mm-hmm. this next segment. Oh, okay. So here's, okay. here's <laughs> uh, one of them dumb maps I found about like each state's favorite dip, and I've got some issues with it. But like, I just I love dip. Who doesn't love dip? Ooh, if you're from the dip. Midwest, you love dip. Now you're going to be slightly disappointed, Minnesota, and I think it's going to mm, foster a question mm. or conversation opportunity. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Dippity do da. Dippity do. Dippity do or dippity don't. Each state's favorite dip. Now, if I told you that Kentucky was French onion. Ooh, that's good. Uh, Alabama. Or no, that's Mississippi. Ranch. Mm-hmm. Queso Blanco in Ooh, Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. guacamole in California. Yeah. If I told you that Minnesota's favorite dip was salsa, wouldn't you... Salsa's not a dip. Okay, so I didn't want to be so definitive because I don't know. But my question no. was, do we even consider no. salsa a dip? No. And I honestly, if I'm going to be really honest, I also don't necessarily qualify guacamole as a dip either. Wh- what do you think that is? Mm-hmm. Or because why? you can also top things with it. It can be a topping, but you also dip things in it. So to me, that's a topping, not a dip. Topping, topping by the virtue of the fact that it's the top, tops, dip. It's a topping. It's a topping. Okay, so do you just want to keep saying the word (laughs) topping over again? I'm just saying, to me, salsa and guac are toppings. Well, well, But you can also dip stuff in it. Salsa is a dip in the sense that you dip chips in it. But when I think dip, for some reason, I have this notion that it must be, like, creamy. And I think that's just my Midwestern, like privilege speaking yeah. because all of the dips that we grew up having were cream forward okay, and what me... i mean by that is like for example french onion yep. uh ranch dip ranch dip artichoke dip is a creamy or dip right so but when i think salsa i just think of like salsa here's it's how salsa. we're gonna work through this okay here's how we're gonna work through this 
if you if you were going to a potluck and somebody said to you, "I'll bring the chips, you bring the dip." What well, you're not going to grab salsa is the dip. I, I don't. I, I I I wouldn't. But I'm wondering. Like no. Okay. All right. I'm saying nobody would. But, no, that's fine. That's <laughs> no. Fine. And here's why: because salsa also requires a certain kind of chip. You you won't. Yeah, but dip. you know, there's those people. I mean, look, I am total agreement with you, which is why I thought this would be a good conversation for us to have, and I don't want to get in the way of uh, people's dip thoughts, um, which just sounds like a bad word. Mm-hmm. Dip thought, isn't that like a term? Dip of, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason in my head, I was just like, I don't feel like salsa is a dip, but you do dip chips in it. Yeah, but it's not exclusively right? like finger a finger is a thumb, thumb is a finger. Right. Remember that conversation? Yes, and that's why I'm saying it's also a topping, which is why to me it's not a dip. Topping, it's a topping too. And to me, topping supersedes dip. Let's go to the phones. Melanie's on the line. Hello, Melanie. Melanie, two questions. Number one, what's your favorite dip? Number two, is salsa a dip? Uh, my favorite dip is sauerkraut dip. Ooh. It's so good. It's warm and it has like like cream cheese base with Ooh. like the um, corned beef in it. Ooh. What do you and put you it? Eat it? What do you dip it you, or dip into it with? It's, um, well, you can do like those little mini toasts, mm. like the rye toast, mm-hmm. or you can do like a uh, shredded bagel. Mm. Like, you know, how people pull bagel and they put it in dip. Yeah, that sounds real good. Now, um, and what are your mm-hmm. feelings on salsa? I'm I'm with salsa as a dip because I'm dipping my chips in it. Yeah, All it's right. a hard one. It's a hard one. I, I mean, it totally is. Thank you, Melanie. Um, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and pull the entire crowd. Uh, let's go to Patty. Hello, Patty. Patty. Two questions. Number one: What's your favorite dip? Number two: Is salsa a dip? Well, I would say yes. Salsa is a dip, but if you're calling it a topping. Then when I say top the tater, topping, dip, it's both. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. But my, fa- well, my favorite dip, I would say, uh, Fresh Time Market has a Mexican creamy dip mm. yeah. that's incredible. It's You can dip veggies. You can dip chips. It's great. You know what Yummy. you want to dip in that? This is my tip for you. This is my dip tip for you. Patty, get yourself some bugles. And dip those oh, in yeah, that because there's a lot of real so estate. Good. Mm. It's yeah, the corn flavor. Yes, yeah. Yeah. it'll also, get all up in there. Also, Thank just you. Doritos is good, right? Oh, oh yeah, it's my For favorite. Sure. Thanks, Patty. Thanks, Patty. Uh, all right, let's go to Molly. Hello, Molly. Two questions. Number one, what's your favorite dip? Number two, is salsa a dip? Well, good morning. Hi. Good morning. <laughs> uh, Jarlsberg cheese dip. Ooh. If you've never had it, you should try it. Do you it's have like a certain? Where do you get this dip? Do you make it? Okay, you make it. And when I worked at Cub in the deli, when they when um, samples were a thing, we would get the Arlsberg cheese, shred it, shred an onion, and um, like a half a cup of real Hellman's mayonnaise, and mix it together and throw it in the oven on broil. Mm, oh, it's so good. That sounds amazing. And then you just you dip um, pita chips. Yum. Yeah, or you bagel do. Chips. Yeah, you I do. I really oh, want that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it sounds real good. If you eat too much of it, though, you will pay for it because it is well, filling. I mean, like, like most dip. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, Molly, like that, yeah. need to hear your thoughts on salsa. Is salsa a dip? I think in many different ways it can be a dip, but it also can be a garnish. Yeah. 
salsa is you know? kind of versatile. It's a condiment. It really is. I mean, and you can make salsa in so many different ways. You can do black bean salsa. You can do corn salsa. You can do right. just straight up, you know. The plain um, old salsa salsa. Tomatoes. Yeah. So salsa has such a broad You can mix name. salsa into a dip. It's true. Yeah. Like oh, a yeah. queso. You can put Velveeta in it and yeah. make it a... And a, uh, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Molly. Okay, people are changing my mind. Let's go to Gretchen. Gretchen will have the final word on this. Gretchen, two questions. Number one, what's your favorite dip? Number two, is salsa a dip? Salsa, chips and salsa, it has to be a dip. Okay. I, you know, yeah. It's hard though, right? Because like when I, if, like to your point, Colleen, when you say, if you ask somebody what dip are you going to bring to the party, I don't know that your first thought would be salsa because we think of that as sort of can... a separate dipping. Yeah, I don't and know. there's only one chip that goes with the salsa. Yeah. Like if you, I can't dip my potato chip in, I mean, I can, but that's not normal. Nobody does that. That's dumb. <laughs> now there are five people are going to call in and be like, I do, I do. that. Okay, Gretchen, what is your favorite dip? Called chili con queso. Yeah. Uh, so is it just chili and Velveeta? Um, chili, Velveeta, onion, tomato, and bacon. Oh, of hey, course. Yep, you had us at bacon. I'm all here for that. <laughs> Do you put that on the top? You cook. You melt. You cook it all in a crock pot together, okay. and then Fritos are the best. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm here for that. That sounds real good. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Gretchen. All right. Well, good thing I'm hungry now. I know. I know. Good, because we got things to do. Yeah, we're going to dip some stuff when we come back because (laughs) it's cheat day. We're going to put some stuff in our mouths after this on My Talk 1071. Friday, you guys. It's Friday. And that can only mean one thing on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. It means Friday cheat day. Dirty rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your mm. mouth. Yummy. What are we doing? All right. We are very lucky because we have the most fabulous listeners. And today, our friends from up north in Canada, Daniel and Beck, sent us a care package full. They actually sent us a while ago, but we just now have finally gotten to it on our list. And there's like a whole story why. Um, And they sent us a care package from Canada. And um, these are actually things you can get here. So this is not a Canadian specific, but I do want to say thank you to them. They sent us three different dips. (laughs) From the Heinz Company, and these are those uh, um, mashups, mashups, if you will, um, saucy mashups. We have three of them for you today. Colleen, you have wasabioli. Wasabi Holly, you have hanch. Hanch. And I've got tarchup. Tar- there it is, tarchup. All three of them. There I do just, go. I want to say really quickly, wasabioli makes me feel like it's going to be like a ravioli with with wasabi, but, but it's, it's not. not. No, it's, tell us what no. yours is a combo of. Wasabi plus garlic aioli. And Holly, what is a hanch? Hanch is hot sauce and ranch. And tarchup is tartar sauce. Well, it says ketchup? tartar sauce tartar and ketchup. I don't know what that means. I but. think that that's French for tartar. Oh, is do you have French on yours too? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. ketchup is just ketchup, so that must be the same in French. Yeah. Nouveau. 
Um, all right. So who wants to go first? Well, we got first some fries from the calf that are an hour old. So they're a little bit cold. Well, it's okay. But it's I'm just not a mad. vehicle at this yeah. point. I'd like to go first because I'm very excited right. about that. I, B. Arthur came in and wanted to smell it. And so I let her. And then we talked about how much we okay. love wasabi. Awesome. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys, I can't wait to take this home. Really? Really. Mm-hmm. Why do you like it? Like, so, what do you like about it? I love wasabi. Love it. It is to me. And it's good with fries. Yeah, like I mean, it's fine. Honestly, like, I probably want to put this on a sandwich or something. Um, It's fine with fries, but the dip itself is awesome. Like, like, the, just, like the texture? Mm-hmm. It's like, because it, it's got like a mayo texture, but it's got the nose clearing wasabi. Yeah, so if which, you like wasabi, you're saying you like creamy things, you're yeah. going to love it. All right. This, to me, feels like a normal sauce, meaning... Like it, this doesn't feel like a mashup to like me. Like a weird. It just feels experience. like a wasabi mayo. Okay, and it's good. Wasabioli. Um, I'm here for the wasabioli. Holly, you have hanch, and again, hanch is hot sauce and ranch. Hot sauce and ranch, and on the bottle, it has some buffalo wings, and on top of it is the hanch. Mm. Okay, give us the uh, right, hanch experience. Mm. Okay, she's going in, and it's she's nice. Chewing. What does it taste like? It's buffalo sauce. So let's so it's be clear. Buffalo hot sauce. It's buffalo Vinegary? hot sauce. Yes. Okay. With the ranch, and it is surprisingly good. Oh. I was a little skeptical about this. Does it feel more buffalo forward or ranch forward? Buffalo forward. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I will say, like, I always put ranch with my buffalo sauce to cool it down a little bit. The ranch is almost an afterthought. Okay. Because I can feel the Bernie of the hot sauce in my esophagus. The Bernie, Bernie hot, hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. All right. right. So now. We've got tarchip, and I don't know, you guys. I don't know that I like the smell of tarchip. I don't know. I don't. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you. I think you lost the draw on this one. Why? Because I don't understand. I've never been in a situation where I've wanted been mm. pulled to mix tartar sauce and ketchup. It, it's actually good. Is it it's really like tangy? It tastes very much like a like like a thousand island. Oh, okay. So I'd be it's in got for that. Hunks of pickle. Okay. That that didn't sell me. Like relish. So it's kind of chunky. Yeah. Yeah. It's You're good. liking I would, it? I what would, would put you put it on? A burger. Oh. For sure. I guess I always only think of tartar sauce as going with fish. Well, to me, tartar sauce is just mayo with like pickle relish. Right. I would eat that. I would certainly do the fries in that. Really? Yeah. Can I try yours? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Throw it at me or just talk here. Because I'm curious... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, here, I'm going to bring you guys the one. hand. Oh, okay, good. See, we were just going to each do our own thing, but now we all want to try each other's. So I'm going to try the tart shop. It is chonky. Chonky. It definitely has some chunk to it. Do it's you got want a the wasabi? Nice- Sure. Okay. I'm not a huge wasabi fan. Okay, so I do. I, I will say you. I think you have to be a little bit of a wasabi fan for that. Ooh. Uh huh. Mm. Oh. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not loving the tart up. Um. It's a little too tangy. For me. Yeah. I I love it. Yeah. So it's but see. Oh, Holly, did you bring us hand? Here. It's right here. Sorry, everybody. Now we're just doing round robin. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the tarchup. I'm going in on the uh, buffalo, the hanch now. What do you think, Holly? Yeah, the tarchup's too tangy. Mm-hmm. Too tangy. Mm. Okay. I'm going to be real. It turns out I only like the wasabioli. I am not. I will say I'm not a fan of the other two, mostly because A wasabi and b that hot sauce i don't like um what it was it buffalo buffalo sauce yeah. i'm not a huge buffalo sauce so i'm perfectly happy with we my, all chose and right. i only like the hanch oh isn't that oh my god oh my gosh you guys we chose correctly wow. i but i uh i so also it just depends on what you like it yeah. is i will say about the hanch wait the hanch that's the buffalo sauce and ranch why did it get? Why is it called Hanch? Well, hot sauce. Hot sauce ranch. And oh, ranch. okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It is real hot sauce forward. Yeah. Yeah. It the, definitely is. The ranch is buried in there. All right. So yeah, it's like an afterthought, like on you a said. Scale of uh, zero to five or one to five cobras, I guess you could give it a zero. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a four. I really liked the wasabioli. Yeah. That's my. That's what I'll give the wasabioli, the one that I like. Holly, what would you give Hanch? I'm gonna give Hanch a nice three point five. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I think three point five for the tarchip. And uh, so, thank you guys, Danielle and yes, Beck. Yes, thank you. Well, the good Thanks news for is your care we, package. We each have a, a bottle of something that yes. we're gonna be able to bring home because we right? don't like each other's. We only like the ones that we uh, originally matched ourselves with. It was like the dating game, but for sass. Yummy. Yay. Yummy. Good. Well, all uh, right. And another... we all got our dates to go on the Queen Mary after that. That's lovely. We do? Well, like the dating game. That was oh. the prize. Oh, that was it do? really? They spend Some... the night on the Queen Mary. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is time for us to tell you about some celebrities behaving badly. We have a name for them, and that name is... D-Bag. We'll tell you who they are after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. And uh, we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly, and that name is D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. your d-bag rebel wilson rebel wilson why listen thank you bing bong she uh this headline from hello magazine slash website rebel wilson reveals surprising secret behind her weight loss yeah 
How did you know? Because that's, oh. I mean, because I've read that article before. Yes. Also, FYI, you've not like only months ago. read this article before, but you also uh, have read it 10 times today in many different publications. So, Bradley, if I were to ask you, I bet that you can do this. With, did you open the article? Have you not read yet. it? No. Nope. If I asked you what the secret behind her, the surprising secret behind her 65 pound weight loss, I bet you could come up with like three or four, right? That she would have said. And there's one that is correct for this article. But what would you say? The secret to her significant weight loss, well, she went to some Swiss spa, but mm-hmm. she probably isn't talking about no, that. No, she wouldn't do that because it's something anybody Walking. can do. Ding, ding, ding. Well, yeah, because that's her story. Her story is that all she had to do was walk it off. Walk it off. Mm -hmm. Walk it off. Uh, She says, quote, instead of grueling workouts and strict dieting, Rebel admitted that, quote, moderate walking was actually a key factor in helping her shift, quote, unnecessary body fat. Uh, Where was this, by the way? Where was this article? Mm -hmm. Hello. 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 But I saw this exact same headline four different places this morning in other publications. Rebel Wilson shares the way, shocking this has, secret to her weight loss was walking, etc. By the way, this article or this story has been out for months. 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 So okay. she's not revealing anything new. Well, this one, one is from June. We oh, my God. That's today. June. <laughs> Why did I think we were in July? <gasps> this is actually from today. Yeah. But this, this is, very story has... Been around been forever. Around. I swear, yeah. I've yeah. seen this exact same thing. Yeah. So FYI, it's walking. Okay. I mean, good. That's awesome. Gives people hope, right? Like if they feel like they have to go to a gym and they got to do all this complicated business, yeah. they got to buy all this equipment and they got to eat all these fancy foods. No, you can just walk it off. Sure. Walk it okay. Off. Walk but it also off. it's a lie because we know that she went to this like super high price oh, yeah. um, clinic twice in the midst of a global pandemic to shed a bunch of weight through means such as getting diarrhea. Frequent pottying. Yeah, she went to Austria's Viva Mare Resort, mm-hmm. where she was first introduced to the eating plan that she's followed throughout her weight loss yep. journey. That article dated November 23rd. Yeah. Of last Of last year. year. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So th- the reason why she's my D-bag for this is because can we stop riding this pony? Yeah, it's. I'm I, so tired of it. I wonder if it's like her people. Like, where is this coming from? I don't know. I think that's a really good question. Or, or is it? I don't know. Is it the publications who are getting clicks for it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Whoever it is needs to stop because it's We're done. so old. I'm over it. Now, I'm over here's, it. The, here's part of the problem. Part of the problem is this has probably latently been out there the whole time. But because we have clicked on these articles, they are now coming at us at rapid speed. Mm-hmm. The algorithm knows. Yeah, they, yeah, which you just want to make the algorithm stop. Already. So that's my bad. Whoops. My bad. But whatever. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you said uh, Rebel Wilson. But also, hello. Again. Yep. Meaning this is not the first offense. Right. Oh, look, my D-bag also not the first offense. Oh, who's your D-bag? Kid Rock. Oh. Happy Pride Month from Kid Rock. Is he doubling down he's, on his... Oh, no, he's not even doubling down. He's just continuing. Okay. So now he got a bunch of backlash after making homophobic remarks on June 5th, which is what? Six less than a week ago. ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he finally decided to address the people who called him out on this. 
by calling him the very same slur that got him in trouble in the first place. If Kid Rock using the word bleep it, that starts with an F, rhymes with or ends with a T, offensive towards gay people. If Kid Rock using the word bleep it offends you, good chance you are one. Mm. Mm-mm. No, but he then attempted to put a quote good-natured spin on his post by adding, "Either way, I know he has a lot of love for his gay friends, and I will have a talk with him. Have a nice." Oh, I'm sorry, that was. No, that's him. Who's so he's talking to himself? Oh, yeah, like because he's... his real name is Bob yeah. Ritchie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't. That's weird. Anyway, um, so maybe he just thinks that's part of his act. No, listen. Either way, it's Pride Month. Could you at least not say the word for these? Just take a break. Days? But take a break forever. But yes, to your you. point, Bradley, at a minimum, somebody, take a break through the month of June. Somebody Thanks. said, what's the slur for someone who hasn't been relevant since 1998? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good one. Yeah, Zing. I just, yeah, this is a brand of person, you know? This like, is oh, a, my gay friends totally understand. Yeah, this is a brand of person oh, bad gay friends who thinks he's funny and then rather than just like have some self-awareness and just decide to not do it anymore, instead wants to tell you why it's okay yeah. and then throws his, quote, gay friends under the bus yeah. in doing so. It's so ridiculous and it's so predictable. And it's heartless, and it's rude, and it's dumb. And again, that's rich coming from somebody who hasn't been relevant for yeah, yeah. Thank you, Kid Rock. Mm-hmm. Thank you for hashtag. nothing. No, thank um, you. And also, um, just don't use that word. Thanks. It used to be, and I think this is so important because I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are like. Um, I don't even know if I want to have this conversation, but when it comes to people like Kid Rock, it used to be that people would say words like that ironically, like, oh, well, I didn't mean this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I said the word, but I'm not talking about gay people. Right. Okay, but, like, you are, right? Because Mm -hmm. you're using the word that's used as a slur against gay people to put down people that aren't gay. So if it wasn't a put-down... Why did you use the word? As a put down. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you may not be offending a particular gay person, but you are just by nature then offending all the gay people. Or attempting to. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But that used to work, that excuse, um, because people just didn't call out the ridiculousness of it. And it wasn't just that word. There are a lot of other words that people will use and say, well, I don't mean that. And you're like, well, what? What do you mean exactly? Were you calling me a term of endearment? No. It just shocks me. I'm being honest and naive. I'm being honest, naive, and honestly naive. When I say it just shocks me that that is a word that a a person makes available to them at the buffet of words one could say at any given time. Well, just anymore, because like, you know... That's what I'm saying. We've Mm -hmm. moved on. We all have had a conversation with ourselves about words we're not going to say anymore. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to hold to that. And if, we, you know, it comes out of our mouth, we'll... then we will make amends for it in the moment. Yeah. But that yeah, we're just it's like 
talk about being relevant from 20 years ago. That's like language from 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I just which don't was understand not appropriate it. at the time. It's just that the conversation has changed and the average person wants to do better. Yeah. So, unfortunately, that does not include Kid Rock. Yeah. Whatever a Kid Rock is actually doing. But it turns out a lot because he's having concerts. Well, so Kid Rock is, how do I say this? Kid Rock is still a thing for a certain um, group of people who, for whom he believes he speaks. Yeah, well, I was going to say people for whom time has not moved mm-hmm. since about 1998. Mm-hmm. And also people with uh, certain political leanings. Oh. Because he is an outspoken human with <laughs> certain views. What I'm saying is, like, he's not a thing to us and hasn't been since. Oh, I see. Yeah. For a long Since time, like Ba would a Ba. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. Even? that was his song. Oh. Yeah, the one that made no sense. Ba would a Ba. Ba with the Ba, the bang, the bang. Oh, that's Kid Rock. Yeah, that's Kid Rock. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not a understander of Kid Rock. I, which I fault you not at all for. Nope. But he, but he sort of has retained his clout with people for whom believe he speaks for them. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I'm just, well, yeah, it sounds very much like uh, people are just getting too upset about stuff. Right. Yeah. So that's what he's doing here. So sure. he's appealing to that market. Yeah. And he's doing it. Listen, I'm going to say it quite well, because that is exactly the tone you'd expect him to take. Yeah. But for the rest of us who have like moved, moved on, on and agreed that we're going to treat people in a different manner and that there's <laughs> respectful ways to speak to people, um, we're over here being like, yeah, no, thanks for not playing. I'm not going to do that. I'm not in but that game with you. But just don't do it on Pride Month. But for him, it's probably like, yeah, I got bonus points because I said it during Pride Month. Right. Because what's Pride Month? Why do y'all need your own parade? Don't even get me started. Don't even, Don't even get, get me him started. started. Happy Pride. Let's all be gay. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley Unless show. you don't want to be gay. I'm not trying to make you gay. Thank you. You're not, you could do worse. You're not doing your persuasion program. Not anymore. We <laughs> gave that up in the 80s. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Um, we when gave we, away all our toasters. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, I want to talk about JoJo Siwa because we've actually talked about this for quite some time. How is JoJo Siwa going to make this transition, this pivot into adulthood? And we've started the transformation. And I want to start at the very beginning. The transformation has begun. The transformation Her has begun. Transportation. <laughs> She's not taking a bus, you guys. <laughs> oh. We'll talk about JoJo Siwa when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Thanks, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live. At mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. And, uh, you know, we've talked about this in the past, about JoJo Siwa and the fact that she turned 18 this year mm-hmm. and that at some point she's going to have to kind of turn the corner and begin to act like a grown-up. Yeah. Um, she's been known in the past as JoJo with a bobo. And she kind of has this like infantilized image in terms of the bright colors and the shimmery uh, sequency fabric and the hair pulled super tight into a gigantic ponytail on top of her head and a big bow. Also, she yell talks all the time. Yeah. Sounds like Sam Kinison. Holly, do we have any evidence of that? Oh, my God. 
What did you do? <laughs> I just, how do her parents got a voice on that. not have hearing damage? Yeah, right. Anyway, I apparently. I know maybe they have the same voice. The the headline in Jezebel was Jojo Siwa has made the difficult decision to wear fewer hair bows. Uh just fewer. Just fewer. She's not getting no. rid of all of them. So that's the interesting thing. And she so she did this on Instagram and I I'm Bradley Trainer. And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, This A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Remember, I remember watching this and being like, oh, oh, are we turning a corner with Jojo Siwa? Yeah. She explained to her fan base, um, she's going to be wearing fewer bows and worry not... She will still continue to have bows as a big part of her life. I mean, this is a big deal, right? Like if you grew up and all of a sudden the thing that you grew up with is like, I'm changing. You're like, I can't deal with that. So I actually have like two thoughts at the same time about what you exactly what you just said. My first thought is Jojo Siwa is in a unique position to actually usher young people through that process. Of like, what does it look like to grow up and leave behind things that you identified with as a child, right? So she's in this unique position to kind of do that in a healthy way. Yeah. But also, I simultaneously have this other terrible thought, which is we do horrible things to children in entertainment when we make them famous. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's generally not worked out. It's awful. For the benefit. At least the scorecard says that you're more likely to have a troubled adulthood. If you were a child star, then not. Absolutely. And so then I worry about her because she does have to make a very public sort of separation between, you know, bow and no bow. I will say, I think the thing that has been really helpful for her in a way that I was not expecting, because, you know, going into Jojo Siwa's transformation and the fact that I have an opinion about the transformation of Jojo Siwa seems weird. But that's the world we live in. And I never would have thought in a million years Mm -hmm. I would find myself here. And here I am yet. Despite that, um, there are a couple things that made me think like, huh, maybe she's actually going to be more okay than not okay. Because when you look at a JoJo C, when you watch all the videos and you remember all the yelling and the screaming Mm -hmm. and the bows and um, her like weird closet that's like full of promotional materials that have been made for her in, you know, factories in China that are selling babillions, right? Like this is weird. And her living room that is just like full. It's a candy bar. Yeah. Literally. I mean, I think her whole house is just like an Instagram set, but, Mm um, but so that's true. And like, I can't imagine what that does to a person psychologically and what kind of baggage you're going to be dealing with. But very specifically, there was that moment where she like took her hair down um, like she didn't have her bow. She just mm-hmm. like let it all down. It was like, oh, my God. And she just seemed like a human person. So like, you know, that she's like recognizing that that's going to need to change, yeah. which is good. Right. She's not going to, you know, be like writing a letter to daddy like Betty, you know, Betty Davis, like in a wheel or, you know, pushing her sister around in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. singing to her dead father as a child star like she was. Um, from whatever happened to baby Jane. But in addition to that, there's also this moment that presented itself where she shared her sexuality right. with people. And 
not only did she share her sexuality with people, which is like an aging thing, because that's like mm-hmm. something you do when you're, you know, when you're growing up, mm-hmm. is you you confront or come to terms with or embrace or accept your sexuality or that piece of you. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're from like a marginalized group, that can be a very like that can be a huge defining transition moment. Yeah. And so I think that's a ch- like here's a chance where she can sort of like embrace a new side of her and she doesn't have to like be Hannah Montana. Like, how do I get rid of Hannah Montana? Oh, I have to like foam finger dance my way across the Billboard Music Awards stage. Right. Like she can just be like, here's a part of me that allows you to think of me as an adult. And that came in the form of not necessarily her sexuality, but the thing that followed shortly after, which was her partner. Like you got to see the woman that she, um, that she's dating. Mm -hmm. And that, allows you to see her in a more adult, not adult, but like a more mature, um, evolved uh, capacity. And so I think that like I'm, you know, looking at this and now we have to temper that with the fact that if you'll remember Jojo Siwa, also one of the headlines this last week was that somebody was like somebody overdosed on LSD at one of her parties, which I fully missed out on. Yeah. And um, that's why I am. I am cautious when I say, you know, my my thought about Jojo Siwa is she is in this wonderful, beautiful position to help show young people how to healthily sort of transition into late teen adulthood years. Yeah. Um, I have to hold like I have to hold that delicately because she still is in Hollywood. She still is a product. She still is going to suffer all the same pitfalls that people in her position have. And hopefully she'll make it through. Yeah. And and look, like all, all of our child like it's hard to be that age period, but to have all of the spotlight, it just seems like we are in a healthier place. Like the media is health it treats her like you're not going to see a bunch of headlines like I think we maybe did even five years ago. If Jojo C was was going through this transition right. five years ago, the media would be like, look at that hot mess, like every opportunity to make her look like a mess because she's not like we just were really good in the media of just like, you know, like honing in on the bad things or the the salacious, dramatic things about people. Think Courtney Stott, yeah. think uh, Mama June and Honey Boo Boo. Yeah. Like at least now the media environment that Jojo Siwa is adulting in is a little healthier in the way that it um, maybe doesn't target people. Like we wanted Hannah Montana to have, to be a hot mess. Yeah. Right. In a way that I don't think we cheered it on. Yeah. Yeah. In a way that I least look, and I don't know, it's hard to be in a, to be an adult and to go into that transition for anybody. And she's probably going to have like hiccups like we all did. And thank God we didn't all have every eyeball on Uh us, but at least she's got, you know, maybe a little bit of a different chance, hopefully. Well, I just want you to know that she is not saying goodbye entirely to the bows. They're still going to be a part of her, as she says in her Instagram quote, the bow is still part of my life. I still love bows. I forever will. They're who I am, but maybe I won't wear it every day. And again, they are a part of me. Yes. Well, she's still making a, her bank. Account. I was going to say, she's still making money yes, off of them. That part of me. Is my millions is my, of dollars. Is my money. Um, She's going to be 80 years old wearing a dumb bow. Yeah. And it's fine. And listen, that's her like, brand. Yeah. We have been, we have been, mm, 
like we've had moments in our relationship with JoJo Siwa where we just couldn't even with her. And I will say I sort of well, hold my breath. It's it's more of what she represents. And I think what we've learned to do, if I may be so bold as to speak for us, it is that like that's not her. That's no, that's us. the public facing piece of her that we are reacting to. Yeah. Like, all right, here's where it comes in. Let's go. I was like, yeah, I got back on. So <laughs> so it's it's what I think oftentimes we react to is the framing of her by the people that are putting on the show mm-hmm. that are marketing her stuff. It's like she is at you know the center of it, a child. Right. Um, but it's because of the society we live in that, you know, we have commercialized this person Mm -hmm. into a corner such that she has to apologize for not, or provide an excuse for not always wanting to wear the marketing outfit that we've come, become accustomed to. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to get the Cobra gang together. Uh, this time we got to go back to Britney Spears. Yes. Speaking of people who have been in the middle of a media circus britney spears we're going to talk about her and this weird mystery involving her conservatorship after this on my talk 1071.